Hey Amarillo, I'm Jason Boyette and you're listening to Hey Amarillo, the interview podcast featuring some of the most interesting people and stories of Amarillo, Texas. Hey Amarillo is supported this week by Lazy Boy Home Furnishings here in Amarillo. You know Lazy Boy as a national brand, but its Amarillo store is independently owned and operated by the Hawkins family who live right here in this area. Almost everything they sell is American made and they offer a lot more than just recliners. Visit Amarillo's locally owned Lazy Boy Home Furnishings today at 3636 Sonsi. And as part of this podcast partnership with Brick and Elm Magazine, I want to give a podcast shout out to the early childhood education provider Opportunity School online at opportunityschool.com, to MCMC Marketing online at mcmc-marketing.com, and to U.S. Cleaners online at uscleanersamarillo.com. Read the free e-edition of Brick and Elm Magazine at brickandelm.com. Today's guest is Eric Gomez. Eric is the new principal, in fact, well, he's the first ever principal, at the brand new West Plains High School, which Canyon Independent School District is opening in just a couple of weeks. Eric has a long history in education, having been an AISD teacher and coach for several years before he moved into administration. And right now, he's tasked with launching the first new high school in the Amarillo area in decades, with responsibilities that include everything from hiring out his faculty to establishing the school's culture to figuring out where to put the trash cans. I'm fascinated by the reality of what he's doing right now in these weeks leading up to the first day of school, and I'm grateful he found time to come tell me about it. So here's Eric Gomez. Eric Gomez, welcome to the Hammerella Podcast. Thanks for being here. No, I'm excited. I think I was telling you earlier that longtime listener, first time to actually do a podcast. So well, here we go. That's it's my honor then to uh, to introduce you to the format. Right, uh, have you in studio, and, and thanks for listening. I'm eager to talk to you, and I want to start though before we get into West Plains and everything else. I just want to hear why you're in Amarillo in the first place. How what brought you to this this area? Well, so I grew up in Dalhart, Texas. Okay. Um, born and raised there. Well, actually, so I was raised in Dalhart. I, I was born in Lubbock. My mom was 16 when she was pregnant with me. Wow. And, uh, at the time, it was you know unorthodox to be in high school and pregnant. So uh, she had to go to Lubbock to a school there, and I was born in Lubbock. So when I tell people I was born and raised in Dalhart, and they look at my birth certificate, like not many people do, hmm. but it says Lubbock. And they're like, well, you weren't born and raised here. And so... It's very interesting, but I was not a great student in school. Uh, with the report cards, you know, we would have S, S plus, and U. Uh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah. So uh, I had a lot of U's, and they were for uh, Eric would never sit in a seat. Eric mm. likes to talk too much. So we would always talk about at home, sit in your seat. You have to pay attention. Don't talk when the teacher's talking. So that was my elementary experience. I was in the principal's office more than once, probably, for mm-hmm. my U's, um, but very unorthodox uh, elementary school. I think I became a better student in middle school and high school. Um, but, you know, some of the things I look back to and think about were my experiences with teachers and coaches. And I loved the small town feel of Dalhart mm-hmm. and the high schools or the high school but um, that's, you know, that's kind of where, where I started. That's where I was born and raised. And 
Uh, I love that place to death. I'm interested to hear from you as the kid of a a teenage mom. Like, is were there ways? You know, when when you're a kid, obviously you don't know any different. But like, do you have a perspective on kind of what your mom went through and and what the path was like after after she had you and, and all that kind of stuff? Absolutely. You know, I see it all the time in school now. It's it's just not uncommon. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I talked to her quite a bit. And, and the joke is that I was at my mom and my dad's graduation. So I've been to many <laughs> graduations uh, in my life. But um, you know, to to see the struggles that she might have gone through, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that she had to go to school, um, probably work afterwards, and then then there was me, who was, you know, if I didn't sit still in class, I'm sure I didn't take naps when I was yeah. supposed to as a child. Did your parents stay together, or did she yeah, raise you as a single mom? So no, they're together That's to this amazing. day. Uh, my mom actually, I stopped and talked to her before this. She's at Emerald High School. She's the financial clerk there. Okay. And, uh, and that's there. a rare story in itself that yeah. teenage parents are still together, you know, when their their kid grows up. They are st- 42 years. May, that's- I think it's May 20th. Now, now they're going to listen to this and I'm going to be wrong, but uh, 42 years together, learned so many things from, from both of them who high school education is all they had. Hmm. So for me, uh, going on to college, it, it, college wasn't a thing. I just, there were two things that I thought I was going to be when I grew up. One of them was a professional baseball player, mm-hmm. fell short there. Uh, and then the other one people laugh at, but I wanted to be a rancher. Okay. And I well, think that Dow was- Hart, that seems pretty- That's right. XIT, you know, I grew up there and I just knew I could ride a horse and, and be on a ranch and wear a cowboy hat. But the reality is I think I'm more like Jimmy from Yellowstone. Oh, you're the you're the kid who who has to be taught some of those things. Oh right? yeah, does it yeah. come naturally? So all of my friends, their their parents owned ranches and farms. So and you know my grandpa was a teacher um, early in his career, but uh, he decided to get out of teaching and um, he sold tractors for hmm. Case. And so I grew up working at the Case dealership, and and I know that tractors are red and the grass is green. That's the only yeah. thing that's green around here. So that's that's kind of my mentality, and not those green John Deere tractors, no, no, only no, the right. red case yeah. ones are the so right ones. That's that's the running joke in our family. But um, now one of my best friends owns the a John Deere dealership in Dalhart, so it's kind of fun to to go back and banter there. Do you remember being a kid in Dalhart? Did you have were you one of those families that came to Amarillo pretty often we for shopping or did. doctor's appointments, stuff like that? Yeah, so it was a treat to come to Amarillo. We would come down uh, for school clothes, Christmas. Mm-hmm. I remember distinctly coming to Amarillo, going to the mall, and eating at Cattle Call. That right, was yeah. our thing. So we would eat at the Cattle Call. We would shop around. Um, got my first starter jacket here in Amarillo at the mall. Yeah. Um, maybe it was Montgomery Wards. I'm not real, real sure. But, you know, starter jackets were a thing. Rafkins was Rafkins, in the mall. Rafkins, yeah. And if you could go to Rafkins and pick out one of those Stussy hats in, when I was in high school, that was the thing to do. That's always interesting, you know, to hear the perspective of people who grew up in a small town and and how they viewed Amarillo and then ending up in this area, like as an adult, does, does that perspective change? Like, do you see it in a different way than you saw it when you were a kid? No, I still take my kids to Bishop Hills to see the Christmas lights, Mm -hmm. just like we did as kids in Dalhart. Um, I actually love, Amarillo was big to me. So leaving Dalhart, I went to college and ended up finishing up college in Lubbock. So I lived in Lubbock for about nine years after college and hated it. Really? Lubbock was just big. It's too big for me. 
People drove too fast. They went in and out of lanes. Everyone was in a hurry. I couldn't figure out why. So the first opportunity I got to come back to Amarillo, um, I couldn't wait to get mm. back here. And, and that's interesting to me because there's not a huge population difference. I mean, there's no. there's a difference in that a lot of that population in Lubbock is college students. But right. it was a stage of life. I yeah. just I went from very slow. People talked slow. They just they took their time at the grocery store to Lubbock fast paced, talk fast, mm. get it done, agenda items, go, go, go. I just wasn't about that life. When did you decide you wanted to get into education? That's a really funny story. So my senior year of high school, I had no plans on going to college at all. Um, my dad worked for the State uh, Department of Transportation, so I just thought, that's what I was going to do. I thought, and at the time I worked for the city of Dalhart, I painted every fire hydrant in Dalhart, Texas. That was my summer right. job. Yeah. So I thought that that's what I was going to do. I'd graduate and get a job and do exactly what my mom and dad did. And TxDOT is probably a good job. It, is, like, it a was great a great job. Work. They did what they needed to do to raise my sister and I. And uh, I go back and they're really the, they're the real MVPs. And the reason why I'm here and doing what I'm doing is because they were persistent in learning. They continued mm -hmm. to learn and my mom, who, you know, just they were kids raising a kid. Yeah. When I was a senior, she would go to all the FAFSA nights and she would try to figure out what it meant to go to college. And I just knew that my parents didn't make a lot of money and college cost a lot of money. So it just it wasn't a thing I was going to ask them. I, did, I didn't want to put that on their plate until December of my senior year. Um, John Norris from Panhandle State University and his offensive coordinator, Coach Lasley, hmm. Came down uh, to 1122 Tennessee, Dalhart, Texas, sat in my living room. You know, you have you have the dining table that you always eat at, and then you have that fancy table that right. you don't even know why you have it. Well, we sat there, and it might have been the first time we ever sat at that table, but we sat at that table, and they asked questions. Um, they wanted me to come play football for them, and the, the one question they asked, and I think it was early, they said, well, what are your ACT scores, SAT scores? And I looked around, and... We all kind of looked at each other and said, I didn't take that, that not preparing to go to college. And it wasn't a thing back then. So I said, I, I have not taken that test. Needless to say, it was about four weeks later, I was signed up, ready to take the test. Okay. Um, had to take that and get cleared through the NCAA because they were NCAA Division II at the time. And that began my college journey. Were you like, were you a, a good football player in high school? Oh, no, I was a hometown hero. You know how... You're, you're really good at your high school, and then mm -hmm. you get to college and realize... You really, everybody wow, on the team I'm, was the best yeah, at their high school. I'm pretty average. I might yeah. go try punt. So, uh, no, it was it was a great experience for me. Uh, Eye-opening, again, small-town kid, not just a whole lot out mm -hmm. there. Uh, and then get to Panhandle State, which isn't big. I think they're probably the size of a fourth. They might be the size of West Plains High School. Mm. Um, but even that was big to me. And then all of the people who came from different parts of Texas to play there... Uh, it was just eye-opening and realized, wow, there's a lot of world out there. So I started at Panhandle State with, uh, I was going to do elementary education. I was excited about that. I thought I was going to be an elementary PE teacher, um, loved the thought of it, mm -hmm. started taking the classes and thought, whoa, this is a lot. So uh, what ended up happening is I got married two years into college. We I moved to Lubbock, transferred to LCU. Okay. And Did from, you continue to play, or was that the end of football? I, I, well, I got hurt, All right. uh, just like every hometown hero does, right? You, got, you get hurt, you can't yeah. play. 
I got hurt, so I, I couldn't play anymore. They took my scholarship away and said, thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got married that May, my, my sophomore year May. I was 20 years old. I couldn't even get the hotel room until after the wedding for the honeymoon. Um, but ended up in Lubbock, LCU, changed my major to kinesiology, and I was on the path to PT school. Okay. I wanted to do PT, loved all the anatomy stuff, loved uh, the muscles and the bones and just the physiology of how things worked and was able to work with two great physical therapists there in Lubbock. And um, just I had my heart set on it. I I was not going to teach or coach because that's what everyone thought I was going to do in high school. Okay. He's going to be a teacher. He's going to be a coach. And you'll find out with me when everyone goes right, mm-hmm. I am going to go left just because everybody else goes right. So fought it, fought it, fought it, um, signed up to go to PT school, got all of everything taken care of. And we end up, we're pregnant with our first, which is Mally, mm-hmm. um, who is a senior at Emerald High School. She runs cross country. Okay. And, uh, they do well there, and I'm excited for that. So I had to pivot. And I was learning through all of the jobs that I had up until the point where I had to pivot and make a choice. I loved teaching. Uh, I was doing cardiac rehab at UMC in Lubbock. And my favorite thing was just to teach people how to eat right, how yeah. to exercise, teach them about their body. And I think God was kind of putting that, you're a teacher, you're a teacher, you're a teacher. So uh, I ended up going post back and got my degree in um, education. When you go post back, you can only take one test. And the test I had to take was PE. So I took my PE test. I certified in PE. And Coach Brad Thiessen hired mm-hmm. me in Leveland to, uh, to coach for, for him there. And I've pretty much followed him my whole career all the way up to Amarillo High. But funny story, we were in professional developments and and the teachers are learning how to do all these really neat things in the classroom. And I just felt left out. I I wanted to be a real teacher. Uh, I go back to my PE classroom and think I'm going to do this and this and this and put this on the wall and we're going to do that. And it just really never worked out like I wanted it to in PE. So I went back and certified in biology because I wanted to be a real teacher. And I told, told Mark Webster, who was at Amarillo High, I said, Mr. Webster, I'm, I'm going to go get my science certification. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a real teacher and I'm going to teach science. And he kind of looked at me and smiled and said, OK. And it was the next year uh, I get to go in the classroom. And that's really where it started for me. Right. My, Once you moved to like an academic subject rather than. The right. Theme. And so I just I felt empowered. Like I was a real teacher and I was going to make a difference and a change. And I was coaching football at the time. And so that's kind of my entrance into education. Um, and then from there, I, I go on to get my master's. And that's a whole a whole story inside of itself. Didn't think I was going to do that and ended up with my master's. How long were you a classroom teacher then? So I got to do that for three years. Okay. Uh, wasn't my plan. But as I'm in the classroom, I felt this, you know, push to get my master's. Why? I wasn't even going to go to college eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's, I'm, and now you I'm, can't I'm, stop. I'm, I'm getting my master's and what am I doing here? And so I ended up getting my master's and I thought, well, I'm going to be an athletic director one day. And I kind of want to be Which is the that. role that Thiessen went. Right. So, and, and I really looked up to coach Thiessen to this day. I consider him a great friend, a mentor. I still look up to him. He's going to hear this, but I wouldn't tell him that to his face. But so I'm I'm in the middle of getting my master's, and we we come up against a tragedy. Uh, we're driving home uh, Christmas the day after Christmas in 2010, mm-hmm. and we were in a car accident where I lost my wife at the time. Okay, 
which ended up being, you know, it's, it was a really tragic thing. Um, but I was able to look back and see why I even started my master's program. So uh, we, we lost her. Um, Curran, who is my oldest son, was, I couldn't tell you how many weeks, but he was premature, ended up delivering him. He stayed in the ICU for about three months. Wow. So as I'm working at Emerald High, Mark Webster was so gracious. He allowed me to go hold Curran once a day in the mornings and then come back and, and teach. And then again, in the so afternoon. she was pregnant when the she, accident, happened. she was pregnant when the accident happened, but I finished my master's two, two months later. Mm-hmm. And so I have the certificate, I took my principal exam. I, I passed my principal exam and, you know, it was time to decide, am I going to continue to coach being mm-hmm. a single dad of three in a preemie with an infant, yeah, with an infant, uh, or do I need to? And I called it recess. I called coaching recess because it was just it was fun. It was a blast. I loved to do it. So I thought to myself, is recess over? Is it time to you know go get a real job now mm-hmm. and become an assistant principal somewhere? And so I made the move um, to Paladuro High School, where I was an assistant principal for a year there, and that's where my parents, who lived in Dalhart their whole life, decided that they needed to come down to help me. So they moved yeah. in across the street, okay, just like parents do, right? And you needed town. the help, I imagine. I like needed you the welcomed help. that. We walked across that street many, many times mm. for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and sometimes for a bedtime story for the kids because they, you know, dad's not the same as his grandma reading those stories. Yeah. So. But that's what brought them here, and, and that's kind of what landed me in administration. Okay. You've covered a lot of territory just <laughs> now, and those are things I didn't know. And I, I want to ask, and, and you can get as personal as you want with this, but like, you know, it's, it's a period of transition anyway. You know, you're, you're moving into administration from the classroom also as a single dad, unexpected, mm. with an infant, and then you've got that grief to get through. Yeah. How did you get through that period? Um, that, I mean, that, that's the question I always want to ask is because a lot of people look back and they're just like, and then there was two years of fog, and I don't know really what happened. I was just dealing with it. I mean, was that the the, the situation for you? Yeah, you know, I, I say this, and I've said it a million times um, in the papers, on the news. Uh, it shouldn't have been as easy as it was, but I am so grateful and love the community for, of Amarillo for that. And that's, that's what got me through it, hmm. is my faith. And this community rallied behind a stranger. Hmm. And that is why um, I love this place. I, I'll never leave. As hot as it gets and windy mm-hmm. and as much dirt as I see and as much as I'll complain, I'll never leave this community because I've watched. And, and I'm talking, to, we can go outside of Amarillo, Texas and go like the viewing community, the news channel. You know, they talk about the viewing community. That it, everybody kind of poured into this family hmm. who... 17% of them really knew, and the rest of them were just, yeah. just love and support. Um, so that that's how I got through it, was the community. And now I'll say it over and over, and I'm so grateful for what we have here. So you, you went from classroom and coaching into administration. Tell me why administration became a good fit for you. Because they're all it's all education. But like it's a very different focus once you get in that position. Well, Jason, I'm going to throw another curveball at you. So I stayed in administration for a year at Paladero High School. Loved PD. It was a great school. It was so nice to see a different change, a different aspect of, of education. It was really good for me. Uh, but as my parents moved down and I had a lot of support, 
I realized that, you know, I lost my identity as a husband. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I lost my identity as a coach. And that was the hardest thing for me. And to juggle, who who am I? I'm, yeah. I'm a principal. And that, that just didn't sit well with me. So I fought that for a really long time and ended up going to Bushland, where I was a defensive coordinator for a couple of years at okay. Bushland. So I got back, back into coaching. coaching. Yeah, I had I had some help and just just wasn't okay with losing both identities at the same time. And I uh, was able to get back into coaching. And I, I coached at Bushland for a while and then ended up at Emerald, Ohio, where I finished up my coaching career, coaching the girls' golf team there. So that's, you know, it, it wasn't a fit it at wasn't, the time. Yeah. It wasn't a okay. fit. In, you know, at Amarillo High, I thought to myself, this is a great job. I have, it's a great school, a great job. I love this place. I love the people there. They were my family. Uh, when the accident happened, the only thing I wanted to do was go back to school because that was my family mm -hmm. was there. In fact, I went to Canyon High School uh, after, so in 2000, and I need to remember the date. You should have brought your resume with yeah, you. Yeah, it's not going to make sense if I don't tell you the date. Uh, but so four years ago, uh, in 2000, let's call it 2018, okay. I went to Canyon High School where I eventually ended up back in administration. But I asked my daughter at the time, hey, do you want to come to Canyon High School with me every day? Or you want to go to, we, we live in the Woodlands. Um, she went to Days of Alla, and she was about to go to high school. And she was trying to choose where mm -hmm. she wanted to go. And she said, no, Dad, I want to go to Amarillo High because that's where my family is. Those, those coaches helped raise me. And so she did. She went all four years at Emerald High, and, and I love that. I love the family aspect, and, and it'll get into why I want to push that so much at West Plains. But uh, it was a, it was a big deal for us. Hmm. So <laughs> all over the place. It, it is, <laughs> and that's fun. I have some interviews where I I like know the full story, and that guides me. And I have other interviews where I don't know the full story, and like both of those are fun. Well, and this so, interview is exactly my personality. I don't think in a straight line. I told you I have uh, crazy ADD, I think, but it's it's everywhere. Okay, um, we'll, we'll just keep going. Popcorn. So let's let's start right here. Then you are preparing right now to open the newest high school in the Amarillo Canyon area, West Plains, which is part of CISD. You've got a building. I presume you've got a staff at this point. We have point. staff. You have no kids yet. Like no kids. the school year has not begun. By the time you know people hear this, like we'll be really, really close. Tell me what the past few months have been like, because you're not just the principal of a school, a high school, but you're a principal of a high school that is just now starting. And I wonder what that looks like and how you approach that. Uh, fast and furious. A um, lot of hands. Uh, there's probably 10 to 15 people on a daily basis. Um, and starting two weeks ago, that all hands on deck. Mm -hmm. There, There's people ordering supplies, looking after supplies. Where are we putting supplies? Uh, there are people walking the halls. Where are the trash cans? Where do we need this? Where do we need that? So you have a group that's doing that. There's a group of us that are in the middle of hiring. We're looking at staff needs. Uh, there's another group of people that are constantly looking at the transfer list. It's just there's probably 10 to 12 groups of people monitoring little things that we all sit together at the end of the day and meet and say, where are we at and where do we need to be? Mm -hmm. And that's that's kind of what it's been for the last 15, 20 days. Does it feel overwhelming or does it feel like a, a good challenge? I mean, and that depends a lot on a, a person's personality, but like it's it's your ship. And you're steering that ship, but you're also kind of building the ship at the same time. That's right. And, and so I wonder, like, what does that feel like to you? There are days. It's overwhelming. Um, but there are days I love the challenge. And I'll tell you, until 
I had a complete staff, and I'm talking an admin team. Mm -hmm. It was overwhelming. Now I have two assistant principals, an associate principal, and then myself. Now it's a challenge. Now it's, hey, guys, let's sit, to get, let's sit down and let's talk about where we need to be and how can we get there. This is the fun part. The okay. last week has been a blast to, to plan uh, what we call wolf camp where the students will come and tour the school and they'll learn the fight song and they'll learn the, you know, all the things in the, the pep rally. They'll learn mm -hmm. all of that stuff and we'll start traditions. That has been a blast. Okay. So uh, I, I would say a little of both. That's what I'm interested in is the traditions part. I mean, you become principal at Amarillo High or at Paladuro. There's decades of history there. Yeah. There's not a culture at West Plains High School yet. And, and part of your job is to kind of establish that culture. And so how do you think about those things? Like what you, you, you talk about how important, you know, the Emerald High community and the coaching staff and all that stuff was to right. you. So bringing that into it, like, what do you do? So that, you know, that, that is probably the one thing that keeps me up at night. And I'll go back to a story uh, right after I accepted the job. When was that, by the way? It was in February of 2000. You're going to ask me dates, and I don't know. Well, it, it was a couple years ago then? A couple years ago, right. yeah. So I had a planning year. So it was February before last 2020. So all the plans were in place. There was not really a building. It had that so started we, at we that had, point? Or? We had the, the school was named, mm -hmm. and we had a logo. Okay. Um, and so we went through the interview process. Um, and, and in February, I was announced as the principal at West Plains High School. And I'll never forget, I went to dinner. My grandparents came down, my parents, we all went to dinner. And my grandpa said, you know, it's it's been 30 plus years since there's been a high school. I think it was in 85. You were five years old or eight years old uh, when they opened the last high school. And that was Randall. Yeah, right? it was Randall. And he said, well, how does that make you feel? Well, I think I, I blacked out a little bit mm -hmm. and thinking that's that's crazy. And we're about to do something really big here. And then, of course, being from Dalhart in that small town, he said, and you know, you're not going to have a community. You know, you can't you can't start a school or have community or, or a culture without, you know, you're going to have more than one mascot on the water tower. Y'all don't even have a water tower out there. Yeah. And I started thinking, oh, he's right. This is going to be impossible. This, how are we going to do this? And so I just immediately started scrambling. And throughout the year that I was planning, I realized the water tower is the school. This community has been ready for West Plains High School for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. They've been excited. They've been ready. Um, and it's here. It's built. It has the, the water tower now has West Plains High School on it and the mm -hmm. address. And it's got doors. And we're about to fill it with staff and students. And so that, that's been the exciting part. But I've realized as I walked the school, and, and even during our open house, it's a beautiful building. Mm -hmm. It's got all the bells and whistles. But it's just walls. And, and until we get students and staff in that place, that's when we start setting that foundation of what are the traditions? What's mm -hmm. the culture here? Uh, the community's ready. They've rallied. Um, the community's there. We don't have to wait on them. They're, they're pushing us saying, let's get going. Let's do this and that and the other. And uh, That's probably been the biggest relief is that we have so much support with our community that our, our culture, our values, mm -hmm. our traditions – They'll start day one, and and I can't wait for the students to to start those. I was going to say, how do you how do you approach that? Do you do you look at it as okay? My job here is to lead the teachers. The teachers sort of set the tone in the classroom. Do you do you let the students you know kind of speak into that culture as the the principal? You know, how much of that do you feel like is on your shoulders, and how much of that is you kind of 
equipping others to to take those steps? Uh, you know, I'd say it's a, a pretty even match there. I'd say 50-50. Um, we've, we've talked to the students uh, just a little bit. We're about to have our wolf camp where we're going to talk to them about being the first, mm-hmm. first graduating class, first win on the football field, first one in band, uh, one-act play, uh, first valedictorian, mm-hmm. first surgeon to come out of West Plains High School. All of these things, all the opportunities to be the first are right there. And, you know, when it's time, will you be the first? And so we're putting that kind of we're putting that part on them. And so they start setting that tradition of here's where we're going. And this is why in the staff. We have um, eight pillars that we talk about and it spells Wolfpack. Okay. And, you know, for instance, the W is we support each other and we go all the way through and we're working through those pillars now. But it's the foundation of those pillars and then what's our foundation set in? And then what protects the pillars? And that's what's going to create the culture of West Plains High School. That's that's just the way we're going to do business. Okay. And so it's every, everyone has a hand in who we're going to be. I, I wanted to ask you because, you know, I've, I've spoken recently to Jay Barrett about what he's, you know, he's been in a position of kind of creating a new school with, with Amtec. And, you know, that's within the AISD system. You've worked within that school district. You've worked in, in other ones. And I, I wonder if, you know, now that you're at Canyon ISD, do you see do you see a difference in personality, you know, from one school district to the next within this area? Is there something unique or special that you found with Canyon? I, I would say, you know, Canyon, they're both great school districts. I, I have so much love for Amarillo High and AISD and Paladero and Tascosa and Cap. And my, my kids go through the AISD system, mm-hmm. and I have so much love uh, for that school district. What I found, what fit me well at Canyon was just that small town feel. Um, to, to be able to sit with a superintendent and chat mm-hmm. with them be able to call up any of our assistant soups and, and talk to them about what's going on or a question. Uh, it was just, it, it really was more of a small town feel for me. And that was a fit for what I needed at the time. And that's the only thing that I think changes. We, we all love kids mm-hmm. and we all want to see kids succeed. So we're all, you know, we're all running the same race and, and we're great partners with AISD. And that's interesting to think about, you know, that, that difference that, that Canyon ISD feels a little bit smaller town than Amarillo. Mm-hmm. Amarillo has four high schools and Canyon yeah. is now going to have three, you know, and that's where all the growth is. That's where, um, you know, that's why they have to add a, a high right. school. Yeah. And so it, it's interesting looking at it from that perspective. I wonder if you can, you know, kind of think back over the the trajectory of your career uh, as someone who didn't know that he was going to go into college. And then now you're in a position to to guide high schoolers mm-hmm. uh, and and to focus on their education. Like, does this seem... Like you've sort of stumbled your way into what you're supposed to be doing, into the, the right career for you? Oh, I think I was just stubborn and, and had a whole different plan from the plan that, that I needed to start on from day one. Uh, you know, and just some different things in my life happened. But I've, I've always loved teaching, helping, and leading. And uh, to be in this position, I get to do all of that at once. And, you know, even in the classroom, I told my staff, we had a retreat last Wednesday. I told them, I said, when I walk through those doors, I'm on your team. Mm-hmm. You know, my title stays on letterhead. When I get uh, in the building, I'm walking the halls with you. I'm going to be in the classrooms. Uh, I, I want to work alongside you. It's, it's still that teaching, that encouraging, that support, that coaching that it's just in my blood. And so uh, it's just such a fitting position. 
And you were a kid who got a lot of use on his report card. Unsatisfactory. <laughs> That's why behavior. I won't sit in my office very often. <laughs> how does yeah? How does that? How does that impact you as as a principal? Because you're dealing with kids that were just like you. Relatable, you know, just relatable. Uh, my favorite time in education that I look back to is when I was an assistant principal at Canyon and dealing with discipline, which people will tell you that's a grind. It's Mm -hmm. not very fun. I loved it because I feel like, you know, there's a couple of things I want to do in my life. And one of them is just give kids hope Mm -hmm. because at some point that hope leads to desire and then desire leads to determination. And when you can get somebody who's determined I don't want to, I don't want to race them. I don't want to play against them. I don't want to, yeah. you know, when, when people are determined, they make things like this happen. Uh, this podcast, they make things like, uh, you know, Amarillo is supported by so many small town or small business owners. That's, those are determined people who decided one day, they, you know, they had a little bit of a vision and then they were determined to make it happen. That's what I want to instill in the kids like me with the use. This episode is brought to you by Pest Techs Pest Control. Ben with Pestex sprays my house every few months, and he was just here a couple of weeks ago spraying for mosquitoes. Pestex is locally owned. They use pet-friendly products, and most importantly, they don't have a one-size-fits-all approach. Pestex evaluates every customer's pest problem and will find the best way to solve it. So to get in touch, call or text 806-433-8841, or look up Pestex on Facebook or Instagram. This episode of Hamarillo is also supported by Wick Realty. Episodes of this podcast have been recorded in three different homes that I've lived in over the past five years, which is a story in itself. But Wick helped me buy and sell all of those houses. In a city filled with realtors and real estate companies, they truly are one of the best. And what I really love is that Wick is invested in seeing Amarillo flourish economically and socially for all groups of people. So if you're buying, if you're selling, if you're building, if you're looking for investment property, if you're a first-time homeowner and you want to live in the West Plains High School District, talk to Katie Wick or one of her outstanding agents. That's wickrealty.com, W-I-E-C-K. Okay, I'm back with Eric Gomez. Eric, this is the part of the show I call Eight Straight. Eight Straight is sponsored every week by Panhandle Plains Historical Museum in Canyon. It's the largest history museum in Texas, and its collection includes the fossilized skull, and I I picked this for you, the fossilized skull of a bone-crushing dog from the Pliocene epoch, and that's a giant canine that was related to the dog, but it wasn't really wolf-like because the head shape, the skull shape, was very similar to that of a lion rather than a wolf. Uh, but it does have a, a wolf connection. I, I'm with so, you. I'm with right. you. I like the connection. Anyway, it was like eight feet long and right. 250 pounds, a giant, uh, ferocious beast. A West so, Plains wolf, yeah. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. so. The the bone-crushing <laughs> wolves there. Uh, you can learn more and you can see the the skull at uh, panhandleplains.org. Okay, when you think about Amarillo and Canyon 10 years from now, because I know you've got your mind on the future because you're starting something new right. that presumably will, will last for decades and decades. When you think of the future of this area, what do you hope for? I hope to see this place thriving. I, I really do. Uh, I, I hope that I see Donut Stop still doing its thing. Yeah. I hope I still see Roasters doing their thing. Um, I, I I love so much about Amarillo, just the small um, business owner, uh, people who are just sharing their passion with us. Mm-hmm. I, I hope to see all of those things thriving. That's that's really what I see. That's my hope in 10 years. Growth and, and for all those things to just be thriving. Okay. Our economy. Other than wind, what does this area have too much of? 
Yeah. So I was telling you earlier, you know, we talked a little bit about I, I introduced my admin team to these questions and I, I made them a little harder for you them. Crowdsourced it. For yeah, the podcast. yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, there's lots of fun answers. My my knee jerk reaction to that answer or to that question, sorry, was. Um, traffic cones. Mm-hmm. I'm ruled by those cones right now. Every Especially day that part of town. My goodness. Yeah, it's, it's a Too lot. Too many of those for now, but it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It, it feels like a bad thing when they all seem to happen at once. You oh, can't escape them. Man. Sometimes I feel like I'm in a giant puzzle and I can't get out yeah, of them. That's, we, we always said that's why Amarillo is better than Dallas is the lack of road construction. And now we're, we're getting it. So yeah, there's some perspective there. Yeah. You know, you get to Dallas and you're like, okay, I'm over this. Turn around and go home. What does this area not have enough of besides high schools, which is being fixed? Yeah, we're, we're trying to fix that problem now. Um, I'm going to say live music mm-hmm. and, and patios. Now, listen, I get it's really hot in the summers here, but we have some of the best falls. Yeah. Uh, I'd put our fall up against any state town in America. Um, the live music, we really love to chase live music, my family and I. Uh, we'll go back to a, a story here. We we decided to go camping at Mueller State Park about two months ago mm-hmm. and got completely rained out. So we did what hopefully most families do. Uh, we rented a hotel in Colorado Springs okay. and stumbled upon a place. We were just hungry. Um, we set up camp. We tore down camp and drove to to Colorado Springs. So we were just we were hungry. Uh, we stumbled upon a place that had the biggest outdoor patio uh there's a volleyball court out there they're wow. chunko or not uh cornhole but just so many different things there's families out there they were playing volleyball against each other it was outdoor we just we loved it and we were thinking to ourselves we need places like this mm-hmm. in amarello um just just to hang out as a family and and do the things that you wouldn't normally do in your own backyard okay that makes sense there's not a place that it brings a, all those things we together. We need a couple here. of those. Family yeah. friendly. How do you describe Amarillo Canyon area to people outside this area? Uh, Amarillo is the biggest small town you'll ever be in. Um, it's it's a big town, but the the people here are supportive. Um, a handshake still means something around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've left a few meetings uh, with. Just a handshake and, hey, you can count on us. We're going to take care of that. We'll support you any way we need to. And that's big to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the only places that you can still shake a hand and, and you're going to have that agreement and it's going to be, you can trust it. Okay. This is a question I have not asked any of my guests All because right. it's unique uh, to your situation. But I wonder if you have a favorite space within the new campus because you've got this giant, super nice building, currently empty. Uh, like, have, have you, have you found a, a favorite spot there? I think so. You know, I probably need to ask my kids. They've, they've been up there, uh, the last Saturday and Sunday playing hide and go seek in mm-hmm. the camp. So they probably have some, it great, sounds like a blast. Yeah. They have some great spaces. Uh, but for mine, you know, we have some collaboration spaces, uh, that we are really excited about and they have some flexible seating. Um, the kids can be kids. They can sit on the backs of chairs. They can ride on the walls. They can, you know, they have a Promethean board that they can, tutor each other on. That's mm-hmm. probably my favorite spot. Big windows, um, some modern lighting. It's it's just a great spot. Outside of that, I have found a small little office upstairs uh, in our library that looks out to the south and it's, it's warm and welcoming. So you might mm-hmm. find me in one of those two spots. Yeah. Don't assign that office right. to and anybody. It's, it's just not, keep it a it, secret. It's not assigned. We've called yeah. it our uh, coffee office. Um, okay. 
What's your uh, favorite local restaurant? This one's hard for me. The consensus with my admin team, Jorge's. Okay. I'm going to have to go with Ruffled Cup, but they tell me that's not a restaurant. It's, so, it's a cafe now, though. They do, they do okay. offer I, so something I, beyond cupcakes. I love to go eat lunch there. Um, bagel Place. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of my favorite places to eat. Sharky's. Yeah. Uh, I can, the list goes on and on, but all of my favorite places to eat. But again, only one of them yeah. serves past, I think, 5 o'clock. So. Yeah, okay. What's your favorite coffee shop? Roasters. All right. First first cup of coffee I had in Amarillo, Roasters. Was it? So I, Which I got, Roasters was it? Sansi. Okay. You know, and I lived, so our house was on Reader. We lived in Sleepy Hollow, uh, and, and it was just walked across yeah. the, the alley there and go to Roasters. All right. And when was the last time you visited Paladuro Canyon? Well, uh, so I have two daughters. Um, one of them is going to be in eighth grade. The other is going to be a senior at Amarillo High, and we have a standing spring break lighthouse trip okay so um it's spring break every spring break we go and we hike lighthouse and we eat lunch up there and, and come home and it's we've done it for four years now um i don't know what's going to happen when mally goes to uh, college but she'll have to come back i guess and maybe i'll start taking the boys i don't know but yeah we try to get there it's every... the best time of year to hike to the lighthouse it, it really wouldn't want to do it in the summer right necessarily and we've but... done the glamping out there it's a blast yeah. it's one of my favorite things we have something really neat um, out there. I, now, I have not been to the Slot Canyons. I need someone to invite me out there and guide me because I have no clue. And I'm challenged with directions mm-hmm. uh, and dates. But yeah, we, I want to go. That's that's our next stop. We're, we're going to find it. Okay. Okay. I'm sure there are some listeners who could help you out. Oh, we, would love, we would love to go. We need a guide. All right, Eric, that concludes the uh, eight straight questions. I'd like to close by asking my guest to endorse something. So what's one thing you would like listeners to know about or to experience? You know, I've thought about this question probably longer than I should have. But for me, it's to get out and be a part of the community. And, and, and my kids will they'll tell you that I say all the time, just go. Go do something. Go serve. Go be a part of this. Go be a part of that. Just be a part of the community that's pouring into you. Um, I'm starting to see, as I thought about this question over and over, I'm thinking about you know some of these CrossFit gyms mm-hmm. and They've become a small community. It's yeah. like-minded people. Uh, but in Amarillo, I feel like we all have like values. We're all like-minded. Um, but to go out and support our community in ways of these uh, small businesses, to just support them, just to go out and and find your niche here, share your passion. Because we all love, you know, I think uh, I think back to, I see on everybody's wrist, uh, these bracelets. And it's just somebody who had a passion and they shared the passion. Mm-hmm. And, it's, it's created so many, uh, like my kids, my wife have them, and, and they tell me, Dad, it's our friendship bracelets. That's just, yeah. that's what we do. And so it's, I love seeing that um, to continue to, I, I would say, share your passion. Whatever it is, share it, find your niche in the community and share it. Okay. Eric Gomez, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And oh, thank you. Good luck with the new school year. Thank you. I appreciate you. And that concludes the episode. I want to say thanks to Eric for the interview. You can learn more about West Plains High School at wphs.canyonisd.net. Thanks to Angelina Marie for editing this episode. And thanks to my sponsors, Lazy Boy Home Furnishings, Pest Techs Pest Control, Wick Realty, and Panhandle Plains Historical Museum. Their support of the show helps me keep doing this week in and week out, and I appreciate it. 
This podcast also exists on a weekly basis because of listeners like you, because you listen to it. And I appreciate that as well, as well as the local people who support it financially through patreon.com slash Amarillo. Hey Amarillo's executive producers include Jess Heredia, Wilson Lemieux, Wes Reeves, Corey Burns, Josh Wood, Patrick Burns, Jason Burr, Katie Linger, and Barbara and Jim Witten. This has been episode 259. My name is Jason Boyette, and I'll see you next week.